It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to start talking about the Orlando Magic in a different light. Yeah, Monday's win isn't earth-shattering, but it is paradigm-changing. It does reveal something new and interesting and different about this team. And we're ready to talk about the P-word openly and for the rest of the season. Let's dive into it. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 14th, 2023. Happy Valentine's Day to those who celebrate. My name is Philip Ross. I'm the site expert and editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic get a huge win against the Chicago Bulls. But it's not just that they beat the Bulls, the team ahead of them in the standings. It's the way they did it and the response they showed. Why this proves... The Orlando Magic are play-in ready, or at least play-in chase ready. Well, we'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. First, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Lockdown podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Lockdown and the team you're looking for, the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. I, I don't want to blow this win out of proportion because when you're in the kind of chase the Magic are in, momentum is the next game. And, and, and tonight's game against the Toronto Raptors, also very big for the same reasons that the Magic's game against the Chicago Bulls was important. There are so many things that may or may not come into play that, that mattered. The Magic entered Monday night, three and a half games back of the Toronto Raptors and Chicago Bulls for the 10th spot in the Eastern Conference, that last coveted play-in spot and a chance to play some postseason basketball. So beating the Bulls, just like beating the Raptors tonight, will help the Magic gain a full game. If the Magic go into the All-Star break, just two games back of the Toronto Raptors and the and, and, and you know game and a half back of the Chicago Bulls, that is huge. That doesn't feel as big. That doesn't feel like as huge a gap because the Magic have a lot of ground to make up. And so the game is big for that reason. The game is big because the Magic's 191 win Monday night against Chicago Guarantees the Magic win the season series. They, they win the season series 2-1 over the Bulls. A win tonight over the Raptors would guarantee the Magic win the season series 3-1 over the Raptors. These things may matter, they may not. But all of a sudden, that 
two and a half is actually two and a half and not three and a half because you got to beat that other team. You just have to tie them. Tie goes to the runner, so to speak. Um, it's almost baseball season. Um, it's big for those reasons. And, and, and fans could feel how big those are, but but they were big for another reason. Or, or, or Monday's game and Monday's performance was certainly big for another reason. It's A, yes, all those postseason standings implications that we're all watching, that the players certainly know about, even if the coaching staff is not ready to publicly, publicly discuss and and openly say. But all of that matters. No, instead, what was important about Monday's game was the resolve that this team showed. You want to know if a team's a postseason team? Yes, beating good opponents, stringing together wins, all that stuff is super important. I'm not going to... I'm not going to like push aside that and say, oh, that's that's not important. Who cares? No. All that stuff is not just important, it's really important. But for this young team, because youth has been the theme of this season, this Magic team is insanely young. Gary Harris is the oldest player on the roster now that Terrence Ross is gone at 28 years old. This roster is insanely young. They're experiencing this playoff pressure, this postseason pressure for the first time. And guess what? Whether the Magic make the postseason or not, all of this is important. All of this is good. The fact that we are going to hold this team not just to a standard of, well, they're improving, they look good, to, hey, you need to get wins to make the postseason. That is a sign of how successful this season has been. The Magic haven't just leveled up. They've leveled up twice. I forgot to use Jamal Mosley's uh, terminology. And yes, that comes with examining and thinking about this team in a different way. And we all should absolutely do that. We should accept the growing pains. We should expect ac- accept when they fail and say, okay, learn from it, be better the next time. But we should be holding this team to a higher standard. They have earned that right. Pressure is a privilege, as as Mosley, I think, would like to say, as, as, as a lot of players around the league say. This team has earned that pressure. They've earned that privilege. And so Monday's game was less about the opponent, as good as the Bulls are and as important as the opponent was, and more about the response. Saturday's loss was bad. We raised the standard. We we want this team, we expect this team to win games, to close out games, to have the poise to, 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 to... Pick up wins when they don't, when they shouldn't, or t- to hold on to a 17-point lead. We expect more of this team, and yes, you take that as a learning experience, and that's important, and you keep that in mind. But it was always more important. How do you respond to that loss? How do you make sure that doesn't happen again? How do you make sure that Miami that loss doesn't beat you twice, that you don't feel bad moving into the next game? And this is obviously t- a tougher, a tough opponent to do it against because Chicago is a very good defensive team, and you're on the road in a game that don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Both teams understood the standing significance of this. Felt like I mean, did it have playoff intensity? Not like the Miami game because of the crowd because the crowd wasn't quite into it. No offense to the United Center fan, to UC fans. UC fans are great. 
But, but it certainly had, it certainly got to a point where everyone understood what was at stake. And to me, what shows me this team is postseason ready, what shows me this team is ready for this pressure of being judged on results and results alone and whether they're able to get into the postseason is how they responded. Because they responded with defense. The offense, yes, I know it shot 50% for most of the game. The offense sucked. Turnovers, some bad shot selection, couldn't hit threes for for a good chunk of the game. The Magic's offense stunk. Their defense did not. The Magic played one of the best defensive games they played all season. In fact, their third best defensive game by defensive rating this year, giving up fewer than 100 points per 100 possessions. Obviously, it was about 92. Um, so, game was played under 100 possessions. Um, they buckled down, and instead of running away from their identity and running away from who they are after that loss on Saturday, they embraced it. They hardened their identity. They understood some of the mistakes they made for sure because while the Magic did build out a 10-point lead and the Bulls did cut it to five, Orlando closed the door this time. There was no mistaking it. They closed the door. Markel Fultz with a great layup to, to put the Magic back up seven. Then Paolo Bancaro icing it with a little bit less than a minute to play with a pull-up jumper over Nikola Vucevic. That is a, those were closer type plays, the kind of plays the Magic didn't get in the loss of the Heat. And, and, they, and, and despite the offensive struggles and the turnovers, they didn't complain. They didn't lose focus. They got back and they defended. They made sure the Bulls didn't take advantage of their mistakes. That's what this team can be. And no matter who was in the game, no matter which group was in the game, because starters finally had a good run and the bench struggled a little bit, no matter who was in the game, the Magic's defense was a constant presence. It was constant pressure. It was constant throughout the game. And even when DeMar DeRozan got into his bag and hit a couple shots, or Zach Levine hit a couple shots, the Magic didn't waver. They knew they were forcing tough shots. They knew they were playing the way they need to play. Over the last 13 games, the Magic are 10th in the league in defensive rating. For the entire season... The Magic have now climbed to 16th in the league in defensive rate. This is real. Like, plain and simple. This is real. And the way the Magic are playing is a way that can travel and is a way that will keep them in games and give them chances to win. Now, whether they're able to execute on those, whether they are able to scratch out victories, to scratch these, to scratch out, uh, uh, scratch out late games. That's going to determine whether this team goes to the play-in or not. Whether this team is able to make up that gap. And look, as big as Monday night's game was, Tuesday night's game is just as big. This Raptors team ha- has been playing a little bit better since they got Yaka Pirtle with their with their interior defense. Um, they still have all their pieces. I'm sure they're going to be very motivated. Tonight's game is going to be a tough one because the Raptors are a much better shooting team than, than the last two teams the Magic have played for, played played against. They're not going to get the same three-point luck that they've gotten of late. But the point of all this is Orlando is in the race. No hiding from it. No denying it. No avoiding it. No ignoring it anymore. 
the Magic are in the play-in race. The Magic have put themselves in a position here in the final quarter of the season to play meaningful, pressure-packed games. And they have earned the right to be judged on their performance in those games. Because we're going to learn a lot more about this team and what it's capable of under this pressure than we would otherwise. Grant them some allowance for being young because this year is not the point of it all. But getting this experience is going to make the final product, the final version of this team, so much better. And they've earned this opportunity and earned earned this privilege to feel this pressure. We're going to go through the final box score of the Orlando Magic's win over the Chicago Bulls. We'll talk a little bit about some transactions that have happened over the last few days. We'll do more Terrence Ross stuff later in the week. I I, I want to give Terrence Ross his flowers, flowers when we get there. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first... A quick word from our pals at FanDuel. We are so excited here at Locked On to have FanDuel as the official sportsbook partner of the Locked On Podcast Hour. And at the midway point of the NBA season, it's the perfect time to download FanDuel. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drain. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Just a quick reminder FanDuel is not yet available in Florida. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, as we do after every game, I apologize for getting this out a little bit late, but as we do after every game, let's go through the final box scores. You're to Magic defeat the Chicago Bulls 100-91. Um... I know not every fan loves these low-scoring games, but I absolutely adore these kinds of games. Um, Games where you can't quite look at the box score and get the full picture. Um, But A, just again, just a really gritty, gutsy effort. And and, and I love these kinds of games from the Magic. I love when the Magic play these games because this is the team's identity. They don't, you know, yes, they have Paolo. Yes, they have Franz. And we'll get to them in a sec here. Um, but they don't have the offensive weapons yet to be to, to outscore teams consistently. Uh, now, are you going to hold teams to 14.3% shooting from deep all the time? No. Um, but this team is built to be a strong defensive team. They have all the pieces, and, and, and you know we saw this Thursday night against Denver. When the Magic are committed defensively, they, they are really, really good. Um, they, they could beat anybody. They could give themselves a chance because they do have guys that can create a little bit. They do have a bench 
that's playing really, really well and, and can take advantage of when the other team's best players are out. They they have all the like little pieces to be this kind of quirky little play-in team. And look, make all the jokes about length that you want. That length thing is real. And we're finally seeing it play out in the way that the Magic are deploying it. Um, they get deflections when they rotate, when the low man helps down. They're able to stay in passing lanes. They're able to contest real quickly because of that length. It it bothers teams. And the way that the Magic deploy their length, always having kind of two longish arm guys on the wings uh, at the at the two forward spots. You know, they have some size. Like Markel Fultz is, a, is, is turning into a solid defender. Um uh, it's, it's, it, it's, it's really impressive to watch and it's really impressive to see how this team has really come together and started to really buy in defensively. Um, we'll get to the scores in a minute, but I got to highlight a couple guys for their defense first. Jalen Suggs continues to be just the peskiest defender in the world. He only scored three points, one for seven shooting, missed all three of his three pointers. Um, you know, got back into a little bit of the habit of, of kind of forcing some shots. Um, he kind of had to with Cole Anthony out. He was running point. Um, so, you know, again, I think there's there's still a balance and there's still a lot for Suggs to learn, but his defense remained just so good. Um, yeah, DeMar DeRozan was able to shoot over him a few times, and so his his size is going to be a, a bit of an impediment to being like the, the top ace defender, but he still just gets after it, and, and, and his defense has been so impressive. He's really embraced this role uh, and, and if he just does that, he's going to find a place um, on this team, in this league. He's going to find his place. And it's just really impressive to watch him develop and grow. Jonathan Isaac, his minutes bumped up to around 13, uh, 12.57. Did not score 0 for 4. Missed some of his turn, turn, turnarounds and jumpers. Um, didn't really get to the basket much. Had two off, had four, four rebounds total. Um, but his defense was so good. Just locked down. Really bothered DeMar DeRozan with his size and his ability to get get around guys. You know, both Suggs and Isaac do such a good job fighting around screens um, and, and just staying on a guy's hip and staying and staying uh, with with players uh, and, and contesting their shots and just being a presence even when they're screened out. They recover so well, and that's those are the little things. Like I don't have a stat to tell you how well a player recovered. Go watch the tape. Watch these games. Watch how these guys react to screens. Watch how they jump screens. Watch how they fight through screens and get back in front of their guy. Um, it's it's really impressive. And, and, and you know, to that point, I got to give Mo Wagner some credit to. Seven points, two for five shooting. Didn't have his best shooting game, but he drew a couple charges. Had three steals. Mo Wagner's not a good paint protector. Let's let's get that out of the way. The, by the numbers, he's the worst uh, defensive player at the rim in the entire league um, by defensive field goal percentage. But what Wagner does really well as he positions really well, especially in pick and rolls. He drops to the right level and gives space and time for his teammate to recover. And then he gets and then he scrambles back to his guy to his man really well. Uh, he's good at baiting guys into charges because he's not going for blocks. He knows that's not his game. And he got them a few times in this one. Um I, I really do like Mo Wagner's positional defense. I know that does still give up something on the back end, and 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 I and I think you know again we'll we'll ask that question a little bit more in the off season. But uh, Mo's had a great season. He's earned this backup role. He's earned the, this opportunity, and, and he's taken advantage of the most of it. Let's get to some of the stars of the game, though. Uh, my player of the game is Markel Fultz. 18 points, eight for 15 shooting, 10 rebounds, nine assists, zero turnovers. 
he was just masterful at controlling the pace of the game, which he which he usually is. Like it's usually pretty well understood that Marco Fultz is going to control the pace of a game. Um, but he attacked at the right at the right areas. He slowed down at the right areas. He kept the ball moving. He made some really nice passes. Made a great block on a on a breakaway uh, breakaway layup in the third quarter. Um, Magic didn't score off of it, which you know hurt me. You know when I was cutting the highlights at my day job, but uh, but uh, I still used it because um, it was a great play. Um, but you, you consistently see Markel Fultz just make plays. Um, and again, when he's playing under control, when he's not turning the ball over a lot, turning the ball over, he is as good a point guard as there is. Um, just just really masterful controlling the game, keeping the ball moving, kind of controlling the tempo. And you know, you could probably check to see whether the Magic have a good game by how well Markel played. Markel played well, and, and the Magic were able to kind of hold their, their offense steady, uh, even through some of the struggles that they had and some of the frustrations that they had. Paolo Bancaro, really nice game too. 22 points, 8 for 18 shooting, 6 for 7 from the foul line, only 4 rebounds, 3 assists, uh, 3 blocks as well. Um, Paolo, I thought he did a really good job forcing his way to the basket. Um, didn't settle for jumpers. Uh, when he did struggle, he, he was settling. Um, the 3-pointer is just not there right now. Um, I hope that he stays confident with it. I want him to keep shooting it. It's better that he gets his misses and now gets to feel for the kind of shots that he's going to get. Uh, eventually, I think it'll come or come back around. I think he'll shoot a decent percentage, but uh, but Paolo Paolo continues to just play very you know play very steady, uh, and, and that's all the magic need from him. Like I had someone, I, I had a friend of mine say, you know, I, I would love to see Paolo get a forty point game, and I think those games are going to come. But for me, and I, I, I responded to him, I said, look, yeah, it'd be nice to have those burst games, but. To me, the most impressive thing is the consistency. Just be a steady force. The other the other players on this team can fill in, could add to that. Be a steady force. And that's honestly been the most impressive thing about Paolo Bancaro his rookie year is how steady he's been, how reliable he has been as a scorer and as a player this team can dump the ball to and get a basket. Um, obviously, against Miami, you struggled with that. But in this game, he made the big shot. He made the big plays. Um, you know, I thought his defense has been pretty good. I think... I think his biggest defensive weakness is the second jump, almost. He's really good. He'll contest a shot, um, but his momentum will take him out of the way, and he won't immediately kind of get back into the play, so he'll give up a few offensive rebounds that way. Um, it, it's that, it's that, it, those little things are things you have to learn, and, and you have to really focus in on. And, you know, again, everyone wants a finished product with Paolo, and he's really been great. I will remind everyone this is the worst he's going to be. He's going to get better. He's going to work on a lot of things in the offseason. He's going to be a better player next year. Rookies are always bad. Um, and so the fact that we have a rookie that is contributing so much is a very big positive. Really, really big bounce back game from uh, Franz Wagner. 18 points, 7 for 8 shooting, 3 for 4 from deep, 3 rebounds, 3 assists. He did turn the ball over 4 times, so he did get stuck a few times. Uh, but overall, Wagner was back kind of in his bag, back uh, hitting shots, comfortably shooting threes. Um, you know, just a, a really a really solid game. It was good to see him. Get those shots to fall. Wendell Carter, a rare bad game against the Bulls. 15.7 rebounds. Um, still played some good defense. Made some big shots early. Uh, a lot to a lot to like though from Wendell. Even if, if even if the shots weren't falling with consistency and and look, no player needs to break more than Wendell Carter. I want you know he's he's not going to get fully healthy in the week that the Magic will have off. That plantar fascia thing is still bothering him. It's very very clear it is. Number one priority for him this offseason is not is not going to be to add anything. It's to get off his feet for a few weeks, let that thing heal, and then slowly ease back into working because it, that's that's a tough injury. 
it's he's playing through it because it can't it won't get worse. It's just managing pain. Um, he's clearly hurting out there. He's clearly a step slow. Um, you know, I, I I don't know what else there is to say. The Magic shoot forty six point nine percent from floor. They're above fifty percent in the first half, but you know again just struggling from beyond the arc. Eight for twenty seven from deep, sixteen for nineteen from the foul line. So again, usually not a good sign when the Magic aren't getting the foul to the foul line a ton. They had eighteen turnovers for sixteen points, and so again, this is where you got to really credit the defense. The Magic did some things they don't normally do when they win games. They don't they don't usually win when they get to the when they don't get to the line. They don't usually win when they turn the ball over this much. The defense was really that good. Um, they got outscored in the paint, fifty two to forty six. Um, they didn't have any second chance points. They had only eight fast break points. Like this is the, the stats that look like a game when the Magic should have lost. But Chicago missed eighteen three pointers. They they were three for twenty one from deep. They made only 40.7% of their shots. You know, DeMar DeRozan had 19 on 8 for 20 shooting. Uh, Zach Levine had 26 on 9 for 20 shooting. No one else really got going. Um, you know, again, their bench was was better, but not great, not great and not good enough. They, they just don't have the depth of scoring to really make to really punish the magic when the bench was struggling. Uh, and, and Orlando was able to just kind of keep them at an arm's length. Um, every time the Bulls brought it to within five, Orlando extended it back out to nine. That's that's how you manage a lead. That's how you do do these things. Um, the Magic turned 16 turnovers into 16 points, so they matched Chicago on there, even though Orlando turned the ball over more. Uh, it's It was, uh, just a, again, just about the Magic's defense. This game was about the Magic's defense. It wasn't about Chicago. It wasn't about anything else. It was just about how good that Magic defense was. And so you take wins any way you can get them. Magic got a big one here. The Orlando Magic defeat the Chicago Bulls 100-91. to They're back in action tonight against the Toronto Raptors. When we come back, we'll chat a little bit about the roster moves the Magic made over the last couple days. We'll dive deeper into Terrence Ross later on in the week, but we'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at LinkedIn. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools that go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, company, and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn jobs and connect with them fast and for free. LinkedIn jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. (laughs) 
We will dive deeper into Terrence Ross and his legacy with the Orlando Magic later on in the week. We got All-Star Break episodes to fill. Um, we'll, we will get to that probably on Friday's episode of Locked on Magic uh, before the Rising Stars game. Uh, I am still kind of gathering my thoughts on what I want to say about Terrence Ross and, and what he has meant to this organization, to this fan base, and to this team uh, over the last seven years. But um, obviously the Magic have made some roster moves. A lot of them were expected. The Magic waived Pat Beverly, uh, who they acquired at the trade deadline last week from the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, and they waived uh, Terrence Ross. Um, you know, again, agreeing to buyouts with both, sending them out into free agency so they can go play for contending teams and, and have a real shot at winning a championship. Terrence Ross is expected to sign with the Phoenix Suns here uh, in the next few, once he clears waivers in the next few days. Um, again, these moves were expected. Uh, the Magic essentially traded Mo Bamba to the Lakers as a favor to him, give him a chance to play on a play-in team, I guess, on a, on a playoff contending team. Uh, yes, it gives the Lakers some some center security that they weren't going to have because they were going to lose Thomas Bryant in free agency. The Magic get a second-round pick out of the deal. Uh, but essentially, the Magic knew they were letting Mo Bamba go. And they got something for him. Um, kind of the same deal uh, with Terrence Ross. You know, it, the writing's been on the wall for a while. You know, Ross kind of nudged for a trade in the offseason. Uh, not that he hated Orlando, not that he hated his teammates, but he wanted to play for a contending team. And so I think the Magic did right by him. By turning him, you know, understanding they weren't going to use him, understanding that they were focused on other players, uh, and they were going to turn him loose to, to free agency so he could get that chance with a contending team. None of these moves were surprising. I know some fans are asking, huh, why? What's going on? I've seen a lot of people say that the Bomba trade was a bad trade. And, you know, to some extent, yeah, it was, but it, was, it, it, it accomplished what it was meant to accomplish. The Magic want to do right by players. They want to do right by people. Um, first and foremost, um, you know, that's a favor to an agent that could come back around and help out. Everyone knows the Magic are a pretty easy team to deal with. They're going to keep your keep their confidence. They're going to keep things secret. They're going to keep things in-house. Um, and when the time comes, they're going to work to make to, to benefit players. We are expecting here in the next few days that the Magic will probably wave and buy out RJ Hampton. I, that move I don't quite understand uh, unless Hampton has a team lined up to sign him. I honestly think it'd still be beneficial for Hampton, A, to have access to the Magic's facility, to work out and practice practice with the team, get some time in Lakeland to build up his game tape so that he can show that to potential uh, potential suitors for Summer League. He's going to have to play Summer League again this year uh, to, to get a roster spot. Um, I, I don't quite understand that decision if that's the direction that, that they're going to eventually go, but, um, but the Magic are kind of clearing up their roster a little bit. Monday, though, Orlando did make uh, make one addition. They signed Goga Patadze, a former first-round pick from the Indiana Pacers. He was cut uh, in a, it, to, to make room for the flurry of deals that they made. Uh, but Patadze is obviously a super ta- a, a really talented player. Um, he's kind of a traditional back-to-the-basket big. Uh, you know, got a big body, uh, you know, able to play physically. Um, you know, he's a third center at this point. Um, you know, again, I, I'm not expecting him to come in and change the world not expecting him to come in and, and, and get a ton of minutes. Um, but when he does arrive, I, I don't think he's with the team on this road trip, so he'll join them after the All-Star break. Uh, when he does arrive, he's going to give the Magic the third center that they needed. One of my concerns in trading Mobamba was the Magic needed some cover should Wendell Carter get hurt. Um, should Wendell Carter need to sit out a couple games with the plantar fascia, um, you know, with the plantar fascia strain that he's been playing through. Uh, they, they needed that bat, that third center. And so... This fills an immediate need on the roster. 
this uh, this this he's he's a solid option there. Uh, he's a young guy worth uh, worth taking a chance on um, if he can get some minutes. They alleged they reportedly signed him to a two year deal according to Michael Scotto of Hoopsite um, with a team option for next year. So if the Magic like him, they will keep him around. If they don't like him, they don't. You know, it's not a big deal. Uh, so it's you know it, this is it was a good thing to fill the roster that way. Um, the only you know. The Magic now have uh, 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 another open ro- uh, another open roster spot. Um, you know, again, and potentially adding a second would not surprise me if we see Kevon Harris get his two way contract upgraded to a full contract. Um, I noted this: the Magic, the Lakeland Magic, made a move to acquire DJ Wilson, uh, former first round pick of the Milwaukee Bucks, former Michigan guy. I believe John Hammond was the one who drafted him in Milwaukee. Don't quote me on that, um, but that could be another. That could be a guy that's a future two way player for this Magic team. Another kind of versatile forward. Um, another big, rangy, versatile forward, uh, but a guy that's obviously supremely talented that, that that hasn't really gotten his chance in the NBA quite yet. Some things to keep an eye on. I'm not saying any of that's going to happen, but these are the last kind of roster maneuverings um, as we do get ready for this play-in chase. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Get your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, go make your second listen the Game to Game NBA podcast. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Ross and Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.